Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Of course, myself, Ron Partlow, we got Dusty Hanshaw, we got Scott McNally. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. There we go. Okay. And of course, remember, Mutant supports us. They love the show. Uh, they help us out. So go to immutant.com to buy your subs. We'll get all of our, um, you know, begging you to support the show stuff out of the way right up front. And uh, go yes. to immutant.com, get your ISO surge, get your all-in pre-workout, get your gear. Everybody should be on the gear. Remember that. And um, maybe we could put that below. Everybody should be on the gear. Um, That's for sure. And uh, Dusty20 or Big Ron20. Those are your two codes. You can do whatever you want with them. Put each code wherever you like. But There's, mine at checkout. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Remember, it would be really Dustin. good if we got something for that, but I just like to do it sheerly for the desire to win. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Well, the way I look at it is, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a, you know, more Canadian people know me, and that's one tenth the population of your American brethren. So it's pretty tough to compete with your code, Dusty. So this is my way that. of letting everybody know that Dusty gets way more codes than me. So you guys, uh, that's good. Reverse. Oh, get there. Yes. Right? Yeah. Guilt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do Some really Americans good. Might, yeah. I do really good for Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and Dusty I does so pretty have, good I so for have the an USA. <laughs> Right now that I can't use because it's inappropriate, but it's fine. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll tug on people's emotions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and, and of course, uh, the Patreon for the Think yes. Big Bodybuilding Network. Um, Scott does a lot of work on these shows. Please remember, please keep in mind, if you like this show and you watch it and you enjoy it, that Dusty and I do absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. And Scott does everything. And well, show up. That's a big part of it. Wait, if not, well, I'd be here by up. myself. And occasionally we have a good idea. Like like I had a, a, a bit of an idea yesterday I called you about. Um, but then I sort of thought about it more. And I was like, ah, it's kind of dumb. And I missed I his call. Bug you. I was eating yeah. food and flirting with my yeah. wife in the kitchen. It was a, Ten minutes <laughs> later. Ten minutes later, I was like, oh, I missed Ron. And then I couldn't get a hold of you. So that's, that's yeah, what that was, was, huh? I had a client, so I was busy. But yeah, yeah. okay. Anyways, we're here. We're doing a new a whole show. segment about an idea that did not take place and a yeah. phone call that did not take place. No, we I are becoming ask. Seinfeld right now. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have one funny thing I was going to mention to you guys. You know, I'm a music guy, right? Yeah. I was driving. Yeah. I was driving to the gym yesterday, and I was listening to Ozzy's Boneyard. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, because I listen to a lot of Ozzy's Boneyard, classic metal. You know vintage hard rock you know it's awesome and kiss comes on detroit rock city right and this also made me think of scott detroit rock city right i'm like scott lives in detroit right there's all these yeah. rock songs it's one of the one of the main rock and roll cities historically so um so i'm listening to detroit rock city and and uh the lyrics the lyrics are going and i'm a lyric guy right and i kind of know the words already and i'm just singing along and then i realize the lyric for this one part it goes, first I'll drink, then I'll smoke. Start the car and try to make the midnight show. There you go. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. And I just thought, man, that was the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. just a different way of life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
first I'll drink, then I'll smoke. Doom, doom, doodle, doo, doo, doo. Start the car, try to make the midnight show. Just killed me. I just laughed. I laughed for like three blocks. I just thought, man, you can't, like, the, that lyric wouldn't appear in a song now. Imagine Justin Timberlake singing, like, first I'll drink, then I'll get smoke. canceled. That'd be it. Start the car. Immediately. And he does the driving motion while he's like singing, you know? Yeah. The drunk driving motion. Yes. <laughs> Just killed me. And it made me think of how, as a kid, you know, you'd go over to a company's house and mom and dad would have like a few glasses of wine and you'd stay till midnight and then you'd all just drive home. Yeah, it'd be fine. Always. Yeah. Just go slow, you know? Yeah, go slow. Take the county roads. Go slow. Take your time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) County roads. Yes. I I lived in uh, a city. There were no county roads and they still did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> took the uh city freeways um <laughs> it just made me laugh i just thought that was funny you know when you just kind of pick something up like that where yeah. you see a scene in an old movie and you just laugh you're like oh man you know just you get pulled over cop tells you go get a coffee you need a coffee before you drive yeah. yourself home <laughs> yeah yeah you had a little bit too much to drink son and yeah, you're that's, like, that's that your warning <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah yeah <clears throat> so we actually saw a guy getting dui the other day uh, oh, ron Okay. It was so funny. We we round the corner and it's right in front of the hospital. There's two cops, and the guy's standing there, and they got the flashlights. His face, he's just like this. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, why even have him do it? The dude is hammered, yeah, without question. Yeah, and that's uh, trouble. Nikki had to go pick up one of the girls, so she left like five minutes later, and she just sees the car sitting there, and there's no and there's no cops. I'm like, told you, I told you. Yeah, I, yeah. I always sure. wonder though now. I understand back in the day, I shouldn't say understand, but it made a little more sense. Now, like, access to our ride is three minutes away and 40 bucks. Like, I I don't get it. Like, I've even had a couple nights where I'm like, you know, you have a couple drinks and I'm a lightweight. And I, like, stand up and I'm like, yeah, we'll Uber home. Right. I'm probably fine, but I'm not $20,000 loss because I don't know my tail lights out or something fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, it it yeah, yeah. baffles me now. I'm like, how could you be that dumb? I mean, I literally watch my like, oh, your whole life just changed. Cool. Yeah, that's the thing you gotta <laughs> think of, right? I was always super paranoid about that. So yeah, yeah. man. It's funny. Fear. Anyhow. Maybe I would like to do the sobriety test like after a leg day just to see if I could pass. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine failing. There'd be days I would have failed. Yeah, oh, for sure. Lots of days. Yeah. Lots of days. It's two days failed. after leg day, you're definitely failing. Oh if it was yeah. A good day. How how's that, eh? <laughs> Trying to explain to the cop. I squatted. I squatted on Tuesday. Like because well, think about this. this. This turn of events could happen. You're driving down the road two days after. You get a cramp in your leg, which causes you to drive slightly erratically. You get pulled over. Now he's sure you're drunk, and then you fail the test. It's like the ultimate bragging rights, though. You know, be like, oh, well, I squatted 500 pounds. I squatted so much, I got a DUI. You know? <laughs> beat, beat that. Tattoo. Yeah, exactly. The officer's I, uh, badge number. Did, did I ever tell you about the time I was at a red light in front of a cop car, and I opened my door and vomited, and he turned his lights on? <laughs> No, Did I ever no tell you that way. story? Yeah. Oh, no. man. This is amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So back in Edmonton, I still I remember everything about it. I was leaving Gold's Gym on Stony Plain, which was like the old Gold's Gym in Edmonton that was just awesome. Yeah. It's the reason I moved to the city. I moved there to train at that gym. So I had this killer leg workout, right? 
killer leg workout back in like glory days of just being a kamikaze kid, right? Yeah. And um, I would have been like 24, you know, mm-hmm. 25 maybe. And I'm driving home from Gold's and uh, I'm at a red light and it's about nine o'clock at night. It's dark and I'm at a red light. Cop pulls up behind me and I'm not feeling good. I only live like five blocks away. So I'm like oh, kind of sitting there like, and I just, I see the cop car behind me and I don't know. I'm like, oh, now I have to puke. Like it was just weird. Like the timing, I open the door and I just vomit and I'm like, he's going to turn his lights on. And I, I still hanging out the door because I know there's a second one coming. Yeah. And then on the second heave, it hits the ground and then the, I see the lights. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hear this conversation though. <laughs> so, so I look up and the light turn, the light is green. And it's like a residential corner and there's just like, like I could pull, I could just turn the corner and park. Right. Yeah. So I just close my door and I just turn the corner and drive up like two car lengths and park. Yeah. And he walks up to the, to the door and he goes, are you okay? And I go, I go, I just worked out. I just trained legs. I just puked. And he goes, really? (laughs) I was like, yeah. And I showed him my shirt and I was like soaked. And I was like, I just lived down here. I just trained at Gold's. And he talked to me for like 30 seconds and yeah. he, then he just totally believed me. That's he didn't cool. even like breathalyze me or anything. He goes, you're going to be okay? And I was like, yeah, man, I just trained legs. And he's like, oh, you work out pretty hard. Like he was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Just let me drive home. Yeah. It was pretty funny. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He like could tell right away, like, you know, yeah, a pretty reasonable guy, but he could tell that I was just, just sick. So it, it was, it was a laugh. I, I thought I was going to have to like, I showed him my license and stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah, check yeah. my check make sure i was this person i said i was and all that but after interacting with me he didn't breathalyze me or even make me get out of the car that's amazing so that's yeah wild. okay oh, speaking of cities fantastic. we had yes. a topic yes that had to do with cities you. i'm excited about this one okay so what was it scott it was it if was you had best- to prep for a show no, it was just, had- it, 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 was, it was, I can't find the comment exactly, but Staycation? somebody was talking about like best bodybuilding cities. Like if you were to go, because there's a lot of people nowadays that are doing like bodybuilding travel. And yeah, I've yeah. heard so many people who are saying like, oh man, I'm going over to, you know, I did it myself. You know, I, I told you guys about how I went and I spent a week and at, at Venice Beach to train at Gold's and do a show. And it was like, I just like lived the bodybuilding dream. You know what I mean? And right. it was yep. so fun. And I know that like uh, UC Suma, he's gone out to West Coast Iron. He made that literally a trip to go see West yep. Coast Iron, spend a week training there. And I know more and more people are doing that. You guys both through everything you've done with bodybuilding, you've done so much travel. So where would be, if you could only pick one city, where's like, and, and, and to make it like, you know, real like um, catchy for YouTube, it'd be like, best bodybuilding vacation you know what i mean like where would you right. guys go to go take a vacation to spend a week training and, and let's maybe keep it in the u.s i guess because that'll make it more realistic for for people in the u.s that are watching it'd be harder like thailand is probably really cool vigorous steve yeah. would tell us to go out there you know what i mean yeah, you would love to see us come yeah. and visit but it might be harder for some of us you know here in the u.s to do that so where would you guys pick like all the different cool gyms and cities around i would think number one just thinking my place would probably be warm you know what i mean so i could probably escape michigan in the winter time or something like that you know right 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 well i tell you what san diego is the best city in california 
without question. And, Plus, and um, the gym in San Diego is yeah, awesome, I, which used like, to be San Diego gym, Worlds. The gym in San Diego is is a great gym, and I like San Diego, and I've had good experiences in that city, and it, I, yeah, I mean, I've been to San Diego three times, and they're like, I was like, I don't know, I was just really liked it there, you know what I mean? Whereas like L.A., I'm like, oh god, I kind of feel like get me out of here, you know what I mean? A little bit, it's just overwhelming. But San Diego was cool, and the gym was awesome, and uh, yeah, I could definitely like hang out there. You know, for for a week and have a nice vacation. That's the first one that comes to mind because I remember thinking that when I was actually there, like, oh, well, plus you got a factor in San Diego. There's there's a lot of uh, bodybuilding friendly f- restaurants and things as well. Yeah, that's so the it's thing. very it's like easy. A total like you could go town. there with no food and yeah. bodybuild successfully while you're there. Make one stop and you'd have a you'd have mm-hmm. all your meals. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a very like you know good city for that sort of stuff and uh yeah that's just the first one that came to mind you know okay my my second choice and this is going to uh, offend people because i'm staying on the west side of the country but now it's hard to say it's hard to pass vegas again you yeah. have food you have gyms you have entertainment you know, yeah. there's plenty to do because that's the thing that where where I think as you <clears throat> when I was younger, I would go to a town and bodybuild and eat and that's it. Now yeah. I would need something to entertain me also. I want to so take like, in I want to yeah. take in something that's like a part of that city. Like, you know, that's why a Vegas show is cool to see. Try to get something. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vegas is cool for that plus with Vegas. There are so many different cool gyms that you can go to, you know. Oh yeah, there's there's Obviously a lot of good the places. Roof. There was that place, you know, where you don't really see that often, and I don't remember if it's still there. Do you remember where I met both of you guys? It was the first time I met you, Dusty, and it was it's like outside of town, um, and they had like black and white murals on the wall of like all yep. like oh really yeah good yeah bodybuilders. yeah. That place was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, was I, 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 I can't remember. Factory too? My, no, I uh, remember this. The sign, the sign said yeah. "Hardcore Gym," but that was like yeah. an old gym sign that wasn't theirs. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, we, we were training. Like muscle Factory sounds right, though. I know, but I don't. I don't. I, for some reason, I think it could be, but I don't remember. Yeah, oh, I, I remember that. And and who did we train with that day? We trained with your other friend, the guy that's got the dogs. The, the, Matt the, or. No, the, the bald that. head guy. Oh, Jake. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had his dogs with him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, what was that? I cannot remember the name, but yes, I, I, I remember. Jay, it's a small Jay, gym. Jay, Jay pops in there sometimes. He's on the wall. Yeah, yeah for a long yeah. time, that was like a pretty, for that first year, I felt like everyone was kind of stopping in there. But now it seems like the amount of gyms in Vegas yeah. allows people to like bounce around quite a bit. Which would be yeah. fun for a vacation too, you know? Like, oh, for sure. Go check this place out on this day and then go over here for that day. And then, hey, maybe on Thursday, I want to go back to that first one because it's going to be great for legs or, you know what I mean? Something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, be for cool. sure. But yeah, I, those, those, are the, those are my knee jerk quick ones. Obviously, New York gives oh, you yeah. options out of control. Um, yeah, they, more so a few years ago, though, because some of the some of the best gyms were killed off uh, by the politicians. 
Whoops. But yeah, um, New York, a lot, a lot of stuff in New York didn't survive. Um, the, the thing about New York is that New York's just, it's exhausting to me because it's so big and vast and there's just, it's just so hectic, man. I feel like that's the vibe there. It's, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. I find New York to be a lot. Yeah. It wouldn't oh, be like a laid back type thing. No, you know I'm I mean? like, if I'm thinking vacation, I'm not thinking like 45 minute drive to Bev's. And then if you miss traffic timing, it's a two hour drive back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's sort of what I'm yeah. like thinking, you know, if you're staying in Manhattan, like God, so yeah, not um, to mention but, the the money it would cost. It would be cheaper. Oh yeah, to fly to Europe, stay there, <laughs> and yeah, do what pretty you will. much, pretty much. You know, um, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, also, too, like it depends on what time of year and what you're into. But like we've talked about how much we like armbrust before. Oh and Colorado yeah. Oh, yeah. is like a great place to visit. And there's a bunch yep. of awesome restaurants right around the gym. Like when you train at Armbrust and you want to go eat after, it's like five minutes up the road. There's just all these places to eat. It's like, you know what I mean? One of those crazy like mm -hmm. restaurant hubs. Yeah. So it's it's like a real cool, like, you know, our the, the house we were in was like a few blocks away and the food was there. And it was like, you know, it was like perfect T-shirt or hoodie temperature. I love you know, that. <laughs> it was like that. Just like I am happy for the entire day and night outside. I'm fine. You know, it was like that type of climate when we were there and it just kind of had a blast, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if you're just going somewhere to train, plus, you know, also too, if you're doing a lot of people watching the show, especially if they're doing a gym holiday, they also want to see some pros. Yes. Right. That'd be a like, great place for it. One thing to go to like, oh, great gym, beach, looks great, great vacation, but you're like kind of the only bodybuilder there. That's not exactly what they're probably looking for, right? Yeah. So, right. you know, there's, you get to see a bunch of people training at armbrust. Like it's full of kick-ass pros that are training hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's like a, a, a thing that makes it a very, you know, a very good destination for like a gym getaway. You know, mm -hmm. especially if you're kind of outdoor stuff. There's a lot of people here that might want to hike up Red Rocks and might might want to, you know, take a helicopter tour or something. I don't know, it's pretty cool out there. What so, was it like getting used to the altitude training at Armbrust? I I told that story about that headache I got. Do you guys I kinda remember that? that? Yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. why yeah. I kinda asked. Yeah. I trained back and after my back workout. I had the worst headache. Like it's like I never had a headache like that before. It was like inside the center of my head. I was like, uh it wasn't like a 10 out of 10 migraine, but it was like a 5 out of 10. Like, right. this can't go on for too long. This is driving me crazy. I'm going to have to take some pills when I get home. Yeah. Like, right. you know, like it was enough where I was like, I hope this goes away soon. <laughs> and and I, I mentioned it to Johnny Jackson and he's like, oh, you got altitude headache. Yeah, mm -hmm. we got those in the military when they'd make us do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They make And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do have an altitude headache because I just didn't cross my mind initially. But, yeah. you know, you're stuck in wind. You notice it. Your first day there, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, doing one-arm rows. And, you know, one-arm rows are kind of like doing two sets in a row. You know yeah. how they're like yeah. extra cardio? Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I remember doing one-arm <laughs> rows, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that left so, arm is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever the second <laughs> arm is, you're screwed. <laughs> how come I got 12 and 6? All right. So <laughs> let, me, let me ask you then, if you could go to another country – let's say outside of the US, where would be the place you guys would both go? We're going to answer the same thing, I think. Yeah? I, I think I know <laughs> Dusty's answer. 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, closed. I think I think the gym scene in, in the UK is just awesome. Done. See, <laughs> I just love going to the UK to train, and yeah, it's awesome. And I like. I'd love to go visit more of the gyms. It's just it's it's hard. There's a lot of great gyms that aren't in London or Birmingham, right? Like, yeah. if you want to see Nathan's gym, you got to go out to Liverpool, and that's like you know a little bit of a hike. If you want to see, you know, if you want to see Anth, you got to go all the way up north. It's like far, yeah. you know. So. Like it's, it's I want to make that trip out. though. Yeah, Ant's gym yeah, is, you know, yeah, that's like a Costco you know. of gyms. Yeah, all those all those ultra flexes look awesome. So I'm, oh, I did I tell man. you guys I'm going to see Cuba? No, you did. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah you mentioned I'm going to see Cuba. Yeah, when I go to FIBO, I'm going up to Rotherham to see Cuba, and we're going to have a workout and shoot a mutant on a mission. That's perfect. Nice. And um, I I tried, you know, with the schedule and the budget, I tried to get, you know, see if I could also go up you know another what is it you know another three hours or whatever to anth but just it's just too far to make it on this trip so um that's definitely in my back pocket though because you know i'd love to go see him too so um gonna go see uh kuba and get an episode so it should be be fun ultra flex (laughs) so uh you know i told kuba he better be he better be at his absolute strongest if he wants to train with the two plate monster (laughs) (laughs) you know Said, be careful. That's I'll pull classic. my shirt up and show my abs. Yeah. Be careful. If you four plate me, you're getting the abs shot. That's all that's happening for sure. So we'll see. I got I to message him again. We got to decide what we're going to do. It's kind of coming up now. It's almost that time. So When is FIBO? How many weeks? Uh, it's in, uh, like another, yeah. I guess I'll see Scott there, hey? Yeah, like 10, 10 days, right. is it now? Something like that? Yeah, Sorry. well, I leave on the 9th and FIBO starts on the 13th. Whew, yeah. Wow. So it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. It's fast. coming up. Um, but there is a place that we did kind of mention. And I think if Emily was coming with me and we were going for like kind of a, you know, we wanted to go for a vacation, yeah. but also mm-hmm. wanted it to be very gym centric and gym friendly. Um, Thailand is absolutely on the list. Yeah. Because uh, it's the, the one, the one main Asian place that i haven't been you know i've been to japan i've been to hong kong i've been to china i've been to malaysia indonesia you know i've been all over but you know i would really like to see thailand so that would be a possibility for sure because then i also get the beach element which is what she's all about too right so mm-hmm. that would be and it would be like there's like some re- relaxed time and you know it's fun right yeah so so yeah that would probably be on my list my personal list now at this point in my life you know what I mean? Right. I've heard some of the Asian gyms are very different. Not in Thailand. I think they're very, you know, Americanized. I think yeah. it might have been Korea because I, I knew this guy uh, who um, he, he became a pro basketball player. Uh, I knew him from the gym in at, at Powerhouse. And he moved. I think it was Korea. And he was telling me it. I could be wrong, but it. I think it was Korea that he he said when you go to the gym you would actually have to go and check out the weights you wanted to use like there would be an attendant oh. and you'd like go to a little window or whatever a locker area and you'd be like hey I want the thirty five pound dumbbells and then you you know sign a slip or whatever you take the thirty fives with you and go oh do what you're gonna God, do oh my God that's terrible I can't remember it might have been China it might have been that's China. funny it sounds like China. yeah <laughs> that sounds like a, that sounds like a very uh, ccp sort of way to run a gym that's funny i can't even imagine i would go check out the 200s just to watch the guy pick them up <laughs> yeah 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 actually dude i've seen the cart. 40s never mind Bring my bad cart. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do remember when I was in, um, when I was in Taipei, okay. um, in Taiwan, I, I shot an episode at like a kind of a small hardcore gym called people's gym. Yeah. But the night before that, I went to train at the gym that was attached to the hotel because it was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It just said you have free gym access at the fitness center below. So I, I went downstairs and walked around the front to the fitness center and I walk in and it's like a big, like really ex- like tons of money ex- fitness club. Like, yeah. you know, like a, whatever you call them down there, right? Lifestyles or whatever the big, the big company Lifetime. is down there. Yeah. Lifetime. It's like you walk in and it's like fancy, like there's like a hundred treadmills and it's like huge. And, <laughs> but it was, it was crazy. It was like, um, it had a cool vibe. They had like disco music on, like, like it was like poppy, like it was really, really over the top, like poppy, uh, um, disco was sort of like almost, I don't know, anime sounding music just cranked. Okay. And then mm-hmm. as you walked uh, down this main strip down the, the middle of the gym, as you walk, the floor lit up. Oh, wow. Like wherever okay. you step, the floor lit up. <laughs> so like you walking down the, the, the passageways, the floor was like lighting up. It was really crazy. And there were like disco lights and, and all this stuff. And it was just funny. And everyone was just staring at me. I was, you know, I was probably still 300 pounds. Yeah. And, right. You know, I'm training arms. I remember I went in and trained arms yeah. and everyone was just like, holy crap. And yeah, it was pretty <laughs> funny. And they had like, you know, row they had like a row probably had 20 of those things where you throw the you shoot hoops and the oh, ball yeah, comes yeah. back down you just you shoot hoops yeah. you can just infinitely shoot hoops but but you can use like the medicine ball you can yep. just like they yeah. have like rows of those and people were just on them like constantly it was funny like it was a totally different gym experience that was like one of the gyms where i walked in i was like whoa what's going right. on here this is fancy <laughs> Yeah. I think one of the yeah. coolest like foreign gym experiences I had was in Belize. So this was like 2016, I think. And uh, I went to Belize and the first part of the trip was to Cay Cocker on a little island off the coast. Just absolutely beautiful and tropical and what you think of when you think of like scuba diving and stuff like that. And then the second mm-hmm. part of the trip. We went back to Belize City, rented a car, and we drove all the way over to the Guatemalan border, a little tiny town called San Ignacia. And um, we went over there because there's like a bunch of like, it's a rainforest and there's like cave exploration, all sorts of crazy stuff over there. Beautiful. One of the funnest trips I've had, actually, one of the the coolest places I've been. And uh, we get into the town. It's a small town. And... We're driving around and there's this building, Second, it's on the second story, you walk up a flight of stairs, it was called The Muscle Hut. I was like, huh, I was like, I gotta check this place out. I told myself, yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna work out this week, you know, it's not a training yeah. week, but I gotta go in and at least like take a tour. So I come in and um, I meet the guys who work there and stuff. And they're they both look like men's physique guys, though so nobody competed there. And they they like they look good. Like one of the guys had abs. He was you could tell one of the guys who worked there, he was like the guy. You know what I mean? Right. He was the one that everybody else, like he was the fit guy. Had like the hard part, you know, good abs, yeah. like tight <laughs> men's physique look. And um, you know, so I walk around and they find they're like, you know, you're gonna work out, you're gonna work out. And I was like, All right, tomorrow I'll come back. Well, I'll get a workout in. I was like, if you guys want to work out with me. 
I was like, we'll train some shoulders. You know what I mean? I was like, keep it simple. Right. Nothing I'm going to get hurt doing. Of course, like we went, <laughs> we went balls out crazy Nuts. with it. Yeah. So I come back and they're like, we're going to try it. They, they come back and, and that like everybody was at the gym when I came back. Cause I was like a bigger oh, guy. They told all you know? their friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I trained with these two guys. We had a blast and they were like, they were trying to get the owner. I guess they had two gyms. I think one of them was in Belize city and he couldn't get out. But he was like gonna come out because he wanted to meet me or whatever, you know, just because like I was a foreigner who was a bodybuilder yeah. that was in town, and like I had the absolute best time. Like these guys were so cool, and we talked for like an hour afterward, and I asked them all about like where they get like because they don't have like big grocery stores. Like their grocery store is like the size of a of a large Seven Eleven. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they had like open air markets where you could go and get like you know they had like. A, a great fresh butcher and fresh eggs and all sorts of avocado. Like, I mean, it was all super clean food, but like mm-hmm. some stuff we take for granted, they didn't have like, they didn't even have cooking spray. There's no cooking spray in Belize. I don't know. They don't believe in it or something. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but it was such a cool experience and I loved to be able to go literally to a place that was so foreign to me yet still like have that bodybuilding connection. You know what I mean? Right. It was totally unexpected. That's really cool. I, I remember, I mean, I've had several experiences similar to that. You know what I mean? Like when I was in Taipei to film the episode that we shot there, um, I just trained with this competitor that was from the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this guy that, that lived there that, w- that was, that was uh, actually from England, but he was like a transplant. So we trained together. And uh, they were just the two, the two members that the owner hooked me up with. The owner's like, you could train with these guys for the video. They, you know, they can represent our gym. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, the one guy didn't really speak in English, right? So it was, it was, we just had the language of training. Like, we just had like, come on, let's go. You know, like it was, it was kind of cool because like I didn't know these guys and it was just all about like, turn the cameras on, we're about to train shoulders. And he just... <laughs> And, right. and I just like briefly met them. And the one guy, like I said, didn't really speak English. So like, you know, and now I just on, but you're all like in it. And I was, you know, leading the workout and they were just going yeah. as hard as possible. And they were like cranking and we're cranking out laterals. And, and I started spotting them given forced reps and they both just fell right in line and they were spotting each other given forced reps. And it just like, you know, it was just cool. They're like the workout went really well. And then afterwards they just hand me a bubble tea, <laughs> like, I didn't even know what a bubble tea was. Like I oh, never yeah. had a bubble tea. I'm not the type of guy that orders like anything that isn't just black coffee. Right. So right. I'm holding a bubble tea and I don't know what I'm drinking. And they're all like, drink, drink, drink. Like, you know, so you're kind of like, mm. and you're like, oh, it's pretty good. You know, like, but it was just funny when they just want to give you stuff afterwards or like, you yeah. know, they just hand you food and you're like, oh, I don't know what this is. Um, I've had that happen, you know, like stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's just all part of like, you know, the really neat experience of going to places where, like you said, you don't have, a, you don't have everything in common, but you have the gym. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it was you know like, I, mean? I made best friends that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know cool. exactly Although, what you mean. Man, the humidity training in a second story building, it was like seven at night, just in the rainforest, no AC. <laughs> Whew, I'll tell you. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. What, what was the hottest workout you ever had? Like most unbearable. I think the um, the winner for me is easy, but that's just because um, I was training in a gym 
in August in Arizona and their air conditioners were out. Right. So they had the, 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 the best part Pretty was nuts. they open up the doors. They're not garage doors. They're doors as yeah, if that's doors. doing anything. Yeah. I'm like, I think you're just letting more heat in. <laughs> and it, it, it was brutal, but I will say it was awesome because the only people there were people who loved to train. Like you weren't, yeah, like, yeah. if you were like yeah. a weekend person, you knew they'd have those because there were multiple units. It's like, all right, whatever's wrong isn't like the unit is out, something else, like, because not it's all big. the air conditioning units die. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's like tomorrow this will be fine. Okay. But yeah, today yeah. it is not. And there yeah. were still like 15, 20 people in there just tearing it up. And it, it, you know how that works. It, it almost makes you train harder. So it would have been one, it would have been 110 in there. It was like 110. Oh, easily. Easy. Yeah. 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 And I mean, but there was power. So like it's, it's not nearly like, it's not nearly like dropping into Metroflex because like the fans are working. So it's hot, but it wasn't like, you know, I didn't consider it like when I look at like a Metroflex gym and I see like a fan in the corner. Yeah. That's only helpful for you if you're in front of that fan. <laughs> right, right. That's a different thing. And you got to worry about shrapnel coming up off the ground and stabbing you <laughs> because eyes. of the fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a different thing, you know? So, yeah. so my, my, my hottest experience is, uh, is like a, a, spring day compared to what ron's experience training <laughs> no no that's that's pretty brutal like i imagine a room that's not set up for any airflow with no yeah. ac and that that temperature i but the, nothing can uh, beat the the metroflex <laughs> well metroflex technically wasn't the hottest i've ever trained because i remember it was 115 right and Whew. i just looked up i remember i had a workout in malaysia at a gym and it was 48 celsius which is 118.4. So that's Ooh. technically that's technically the hottest and I trained back that day. Yeah. And oh. I remember like how like uh, I remember just it was miserable, but and I didn't want to like not train, so I made myself do barbell rows and and all the guys <laughs> from the, the gym were watching stuff. me. Yeah. yeah, all the guys from the gym were watching me like the guy that worked the desk was like over there watching me train and it was pretty funny. This was way back like when I was young. But uh, that that was pretty brutal, and I remember thinking like I can't stay here very long, yeah. Because like, like you know, like, if I'll I stay die. here, because I I was just like <laughs> I didn't have a plan, right? And I remember thinking like I can't work out here for two three weeks. Like these yeah. workouts are gonna suck. This is brutal. Yeah, you know. So they only stayed for like a week. But yeah, that was brutal, what man. You, what were you doing? I have to sidetrack this whole thing because we 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 actually were talking about you yesterday, Ron. Um, oh. at my house. So, uh, Ron, my mother's boyfriend was over and we were talking, I was just talking about how, how much things have changed. Like kids these days stay home. Like even if they don't go to college, they just live in their parents' house till they're 26 or whatever. And right. you know, it, that's common. Like th that used to be like, Oh my God, do you hear Sally's son? He still lives at home and he's a loser. Mm. Yeah. Now it's like normal. I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, Ron just upped and like moved to another country with a bag and no idea where he was going at like, how old are you? 19? 19. Yeah. Just went to Australia. Yeah. For, yeah. Just, just up and went. So it's like, well, what were you doing this time when you were just moseying about Malaysia? Oh, well, when I, it was, it was, that was on my way to Australia. So I had an open ticket. So I had like a five stop 
around kind of a technically it was almost like an around the world ticket i had like five stops i could go anywhere you know blah 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 that sort of a thing and and i could just move the dates i could just call this number and just move my dates and stuff i never and, heard of this yeah Maybe and either. i had i had I like a i had a working holiday visa for australia right and the way it was back then is i had a one-year working holiday visa and they would stamp it the day i got there Okay. So ah. as soon as I ran out of money, I could just go to Australia and get a job. <laughs> so I right. was just kind of watching how much money I had and trying not to spend it too fast. And I thought I might get a job in Hong Kong and stay there for a while. But I was there for like 10 days and I was like, eh, I don't really want to live here. It's just too crazy. Like, So uh, yeah, I just wound up like spending about a month in Asia just staying at backpackers and training at like really crazy gyms that had like hardly any good equipment or or some good equipment or it was just there was a bunch of gyms that i trained at that were just like wow um i wish i had more pictures and videos i do but um yeah you know i went through hong kong and i went through uh, malaysia and uh, i was in japan for a day and that was just too expensive so i got the hell Hmm. out of there like i I learned a lot of lessons like (laughs) for a day (laughs) i got to japan i got to japan and i was like oh i gotta get out of here like wow, I'm going to be out of money in like a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a bit of a culture shock because I'd researched Hong Kong and I'd researched Malaysia and I knew a lot, but I didn't really do my research on Japan as much. I thought oh, I'll just get a backpackers and I sort of knew where I was going to go. And then I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. So I changed my flight right away. Hmm. But anyways, long story short, I was just, you know, I was just traveling. I just wanted to like kind of be like Indiana Jones and just like travel and just like you know, I knew I had a certain amount of money, and when I got down to like a threshold, I would get on the plane and go to Australia and, and get a bar job. That was my plan. So, yeah, that was all I was doing. I just think it's sick because now, you know, if you were to throw, I mean, number one, I think that most people at all ages could not do that. Like, remember, we didn't have phones. Like, I'm doing this all, like, you don't know where you're going. Right, yep. you have an address, but you don't know where it is, and you're telling it to a cab driver, and you hope he understands you, and you're showing him the, the book. We're going here, yeah, and he's like, yeah, and you just kind of go like this, yeah. <laughs> that, that's so true because I I did that right? when we when, when we got off in uh, in it, when when we did our our trip to um, Dubai. There's anytime you go to a foreign country, my initial thought is half the people here are trying to screw me out of money. Yeah, that's yeah, my, like my you're always aware. Plus, you read thing. the warnings, right? Yeah. There's warnings so, in the books, right? So yeah. you literally you walk out, and there's guys approaching you, like you need a lift, you need a lift. I'm like, nah, yeah. No. Can I take your bags? I, Can I take your yeah, bags? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, no, you cannot. I'm, I'm holding my stuff, and I yeah. literally see a guy in a suit, and he's standing out there just sitting by a car, and I'm like, that's a two hundred thousand dollar car. I just walk up. I'm like, you driver? He's like, yeah. I'm like, get a ride? He's like, sure. And I mean, I was like, I don't care what this costs. He's going to take me to the hotel that I'm supposed to go it's to. Worth I'm it. tired. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you, you get in a car and you have no idea where you're going. Mexico you're like, is a lot like that. Yep, I'm sure I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to. to. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's very, uh, you also learn to travel differently when you go to other countries. Like, yeah. I think in the future that will be more of a G Shock watch trip and a <laughs> like. <laughs> 
cheap bag that holds your stuff versus I'm just traveling around with thousands of dollars on my wrist and bag. It's not no. a move. You track, <laughs> I was when, thinking my advice to people is attract zero attention when you travel. I was thinking yep. of bringing a my I have like a hiking backpack and I was thinking mm-hmm. of bringing that to Germany versus bringing like a suitcase. That way if I wanted to up and leave after the expo, I wouldn't have to like haul a bag around on wheels. You know what I'm saying? I think that might be a smarter move. What do you guys think? I don't like to carry things. <laughs> Less conspicuous. Like you know what I mean? Like things. I'm thinking to myself, like just conspicuous American who doesn't speak German, just like wheeling a you know suitcase down the sidewalk, not quite knowing where he's going. Versus uh, guy with nah, the backpack, yeah. his head down. You know what I mean? No, you'd be yeah. super fine there. You'd be super fine. Whatever. Yeah, Germany's different. It that, seems simple to me there. Like whatever. It, it is different. Yeah, I, yeah, Germany's vibe was very simple. So I, I like, think you'll. I forgot you guys. And everyone speaks backpack. English there, by the way. Do they? That's okay. a different. Yeah, I forget you guys when you got to you. Yeah, I, I like backpacks. That way, my hands are free. You know, I was just a little. I was just trying to be entertaining. I don't have a thing. I do. He I does. do. Dusty legitimately Absolutely. does it. We got questions, okay. guys. We should probably. You're not okay. twelve. <laughs> Your bag. Like a, yeah, I had my bag over my shoulder the other day. Is that okay? Can I? Can I do it's the totally one? acceptable? I if you want back issues, if you want back issues, you gotta distribute. <laughs> You've seen my back. I just keep it on the weaker side, so it strengthens. Oh man! Except for Dusty, he does the ropes. You know? <laughs> okay, we got some questions. His spine. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Trying to open my neck up. So our our good friend, well, Patreon subscriber, and uh, you know, podcaster himself, Jim. Jim McDonald. Yeah, he says. He said this question is for whatever show that I thought it'd be good for. I thought it'd be good for this one. He says he's been sick for almost two weeks now. Now, if you guys remember, he went to a big expo where he did a podcast on stage. Now he's sick. I've been got it at the expo. Yep. Looking for a rule of thumb on uh, when to train and when not to train when getting sick like the flu. He says, um, like, obviously, you don't train when you're dying. But uh, when do you train again? I've lost about 10 pounds in the last two weeks. Couldn't eat many days. Um, I hope I gain most of it back. I generally used to have, so I had two two kind of rules or guidelines. If I was a little sick from the neck up, I would just medicate and train. That was kind of how I was. Like um, a little bit of ephedrine is still, in my opinion, the best cold medication ever because I don't like cold meds because I don't, need to take Tylenol. I don't get headaches. I don't need to take the other drugs that are in them. I just want the ephedrine that because it decongests you and dries up my runny eyes because I get runny eyes when I get sick. It's like a thing. I always get them. So if I just take a bit of ephedrine, my nose opens up and my eyes stop running and I'm actually pretty good. So if I'm sick from the neck up with something like that, I will medicate and train. But if I'm sick from the neck down at all. Like my body's like, or any sort of like hint that you're getting like, you know, you know, sick, sick, like that, then I would not train. And as far as coming back from being sick is, is that like, he's got to be able to get his meals in. You got to get some meals in and you got to get rehydrated before you even bother going to the gym. So make sure you have like a day where you're like, oh, okay. I had like, you know, 
five liters of water today and I ate four meals. Okay, let's get back in there. You know what I mean? When you're on when you're on the up, that's what I would do. Pretty much nailed it. I think the only the only thing uh, medically that I have to add because it drives me crazy. If you have a fever, stay the hell away from me. Yes, fever is a bad like, sign. Do, do do not go to the gym with a fever. Yeah, mm. yeah. And also give it you know give it at least two days without one before you do. I think the the biggest issue I have, and obviously he's different because he's been on two weeks, but guys are in such a rush to get back to the gym that they actually slow down their process of getting better. Mm, You're not making gains in the gym while your body's fighting sickness. So literally, even my clients, that's why we start preps early and things. I'm like, get better. That's your job right now. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want you concerned with how quickly you get back to the gym or your cardio or this or that. If it takes three days to get better, we're fine. Yeah. You know, as opposed yeah. to seven where you rush it back into the gym, possibly get more sick. You know, you're also going to the yeah. dirtiest place on the planet. So yeah. consider that. <laughs> also, keep in mind that when I say sick from the neck up, I don't consider a fever here sick yeah. from the neck up because that's technically <laughs> your whole body temperature. So you're, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> but the good thing about a fever, the good thing about a fever is that most people who have a fever don't feel that great. So they right. probably won't train. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kinda it's kind of self-fulfilling that way because you just feel, you know, you can't make a fist. You got that like, uh, if you have any of that, yeah, don't, don't. You You're know. just weird those people. People are in such a rush to train. You know, I just got the hernia done and I come back. I got the hernia done on a Wednesday. The following Tuesday was when I met with the doctor <clears throat> and he looks at it. Everything's good. And I said, he's like, do you have any questions? I said, yeah, can I walk like on an incline? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And then he immediately realized, I mean, he obviously knows I'm a body, but he's like, you can lift, but you don't want to lift like you. And he starts like going to this whole thing. You could curl, but I wouldn't curl more than like 50 pounds. And I, I had to cut him off. I'm like, I'm fine to not train yeah. at all. You know, it's because he, and he opened yeah, it. I want to heal properly. When bodybuilders come in, they're so obsessive about training, I'll they will risk in. the entire surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're in a rush to go. Like I told him, I was like, just tell me the number. He's like, four weeks before you lift, done. I will not touch a single lifting motion for four weeks. It doesn't bother me at all. Like I've even had people yeah. ask me, like, oh, it's gotta be hard to be out of the gym. I'm like, I've been in the gym for twenty years. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, doesn't bother me at all. By the time it's, by the time I can get back into it, I'll be excited and ready to get going. And experience tells you that the changes are quick. Like literally, some of the best changes in my career after you know being in the game for a while was after an injury. Your joints are going to rest. Are good. Well, the rest of the little things that were bothering you, there's the little aches and pains are all gone too. Yeah. Get back in the gym. You're like, oh, this is like I'm young again. For like a week and a half, then it's back. But anyways. Right. <laughs> here's one. Here's one to follow up to that, Dusty. Uh question for Dusty. I'm getting an umbilical hernia repair uh next week and I'm a little worried about the scarring and stuff. Um, would he mind sharing his experience both times and what tips, if any, to minimize scarring and aid healing? Uh scarring is minimal, especially umbilical. Shouldn't be at all. Um, the, the biggest thing I would suggest in all honesty, which is probably too late for him, but have a plastic surgeon do the surgery. Mm. They're obsessed with what it looks like. 
So that, that is very key, but I didn't, my first one, I did not have a plastic surgeon do it. And my entire career that anyone who was following this watched, I had three hernias repaired before it started. So that's, there's your yeah. answer on the scarring. You didn't even know I had them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, umbilical will not have an issue at all, but I even have the one, the one I just got fixed is actually about two inches above, uh, the belly button area. And yeah. it's a little that they just cut in right. there, open it up. And now this time he did it even better. He actually threw the mesh underneath of it and then sewed that in and then acted as if he didn't do the mesh and sewed the top also. So I essentially got two hernia repairs on one hernia. Right, right, right. So, yeah, he, you don't have to worry about your scarring. You'll be fine unless you go to a hack. So Okay. Ron, what is the best MTV, MTV Unplugged concert? He said, I love Alice in Chains, but Nirvana, etc. What do you think? There were some great ones. Pearl Jam did a great one, too. Um, so did Oasis, if you're an Oasis fan. If you appreciate that era, which I did. Somebody mentioned so, Sting. I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. I don't remember seeing Sting's. Wouldn't surprise me, though. Sting's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, what's the best? I mean, the Nirvana one is like the most legendary one, obviously. You know? Mm. That's also the acoustic guitar that he played in that concert is the most valuable guitar in the world. It You're sold at auction me. for, yeah, I, I think I t told you it sold at auction for 6.4 million. That's right. Yeah. No biggie. So, no biggie. Yeah. Yeah. That acoustic guitar. Yep. Yep. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, like those are kind of the top ones. Alice in Chains and the Nirvana one were like the really, really big ones, but Pearl, Pearl Jams was great too. Yeah. There's a few. I mean, that was a cool series they used to do. I really liked that. You know, and then it sort of got less and less unplugged. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, Kurt, Kurt, like plugged in, a, you know, he had an electrical pickup in his acoustic. It wasn't mic'd, So it was kind of not really unplugged either, but they yeah. got less and less unplugged until it just basically became them band playing with normal instruments, but they're sitting. That was kind of the only difference. Like, it wasn't really unplugged by the end of it. Nirvana you know? or, or uh, MTV sitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you see like, guys with like like this distortion pedals in front of their chair. It's like, this isn't unplugged. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Here, I got to plug in my computer. I realized I wasn't. I was unplugged. unplugged. I didn't yeah, yeah. unplug. <laughs> All right. Here's one for Dusty anyway. It was about DC training. I'm not sure. Let's see here. He says, um, I've been looking, and this is from Patreon. I've been looking into DC training this weekend, and I think this method would be great um, for leg predicament since it prescribes one working set broken into three rest paw sets. He says, Scott, I know that you started doing a lot of DC style training um, where you do one exercise per muscle group per day, utilizing one intense rest pause working set. Um, so what do you think about the fact that my back likes four intense sets to grow and my legs can't handle two sets to failure without keeping me up at night with, um, from sheer quad pain? Well, first off, I think there's a little confusion on what DC training is there because, for example, there are no quad movements that are rest paused. We don't rest pause hacks. We don't rest pause leg press, basic squats, anything that, uh, you know, that, he, that Dante had deemed could be dangerous for your spine was never rest paused. Same thing with deadlifts, which I know we're talking about 
legs, but he's doing the whole thing. So you might want to make sure you do a little more research on what it is because not all of it's rest paused. Some's rest paused, and then the rest is typically a top set and a drop back, or some of them even just two top sets um, maximized out. On the flip, and this is this is judgment free zone, but you didn't say that your legs were growing so well off of two sets. You were saying they were sore doing more than two sets, so you couldn't sleep. Your body will adapt to that. Now, my legs always were the, the muscle group, legs and back, that were the most sore. <clears throat> I never had a leg workout in my peak that didn't leave me hobbling for a couple of days. But that's bodybuilding. I mean, you're going to get used to it. And if you must, take a Motrin. Go to sleep. You know, I mean, if you take four Motrin a week, you know, two the day you train and two the night after, it's not going to kill you. So I wouldn't necessarily consider that uh, a reason to look at DC training because I can also promise you if I put you through a DC workout for legs, you ain't sleeping tonight. Yeah. Because the idea is if you train hard enough, that soreness is what you're getting out of your legs. So you just got to find a better way to cope with that pain. And, and if anything, I mean, not to sound like a complete meathead, but that, you should be happy about that. You trained hard enough that you couldn't sleep for a couple of days. Good. I mean, you, you'll figure out how to sleep, but that that pain is. I mean, that's an addiction in my house. I hear it every day. Girl comes down the stairs. She's like, I can barely come down the stairs. She's all happy. I'm like, there we go. Welcome to the addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're dumb too, huh? Um, <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. I uh. I was training the other day and I trained by myself because brain was away and um, I was doing legs and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do some hip thrusts. Yeah. And uh, I'd also done some single leg press that day on the hammer with the single leg, which I really like. Oh, single yeah. leg press. Use that machine at your gym. That's good. Yeah. yeah. The, the, then I was doing like, so I did some real heavy single leg, you know, uh, leg presses. It felt good. Dusty and I did some. I kind of got into them again since okay, I we go. trained. <laughs> Except now, like, you know, I already put two plates on my single, you know, of course, for the no, camera, I hadn't. I hadn't done single legs in like years when we did them. So, of course, we had to go light. But now, to, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm getting good on them. Redemption. So I did those, and then I thought, I'm going to finish with some hip thrust because we just got a new hip thrust, right? We got a Nautilus glute drive. I'm like, I, sh oh, I should get on this and try it out. So I got on there, and I, I thought, well, I'll throw three plates on and try to do like three sets of 20. Right. And I got like one set of 20, and then one set of 15, and then one set of like 10. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was pretty good, and my glutes were really pumped. And I was like, I actually like that. The reason I did it was because my back was bugging me. I was going to do stiff leggeds. Yes. But right. my back just, I'm, I'm not, I can't always do stiffs. Some days I'm just like, I can't do stiffs today. And I was like, I didn't want to not train, you know, I didn't, I thought, I'll do those. I'll do those. Right. And um, the next day my glutes were so sore. <laughs> I, of course. I, 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 I text, I text Brayden. I said, I think I have rhabdo in my glutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> just they my were, glutes. they yeah. were like bags of broken glass. <laughs> just just to sit down and to move around at all while sitting was just oh just next level like i don't know the last time my glutes have been that sore i had to have squatted like 600 pounds to get my glutes that right. sore <laughs> they were destroyed completely disabling too like even just bending over to pick something up off the ground 
It's like Whoa. feel the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 It took four. It took four days for my glutes to be okay. Yeah. It was real oh, bad. Dude. Real bad. Yeah. And my knees started bugging me because I was compensating by not using my glutes for anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So my yeah. knees by day three they were kind of hurting, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, like you anything you know when you. Yeah, like, you know, you reach for something or you just go to pick dumbbells up off the rack or something. I was like trying, I was just, it was, it was, my whole body was messed up. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't know what to think about this one. So I, I, I have to say, too, thank you to everybody because that last uh, episode on Saturday, we were like, hey, guys, comment, comment twice. We had some people comment like four times and it yeah. legit boosted the show up. Like, I saw really, the needle, I saw the needle move because of that. So thank you to everybody. And one of we those love random needles comments, on this show. Yeah. <laughs> one of those random <laughs> comments from Dr. Christopher was watched the episode, my only guilty pleasure non-work related podcast till the very end. How do you guys feel about being considered a guilty pleasure podcast? That's fantastic. Like you don't tell your the podcast you don't tell your friends or colleagues. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> See, I, 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 you know, I sort of feel like if, if, if are, are, are we in that category where we're like, I don't want to admit I watched that show. That's what I, I guess we are for Dr. Bit. Christopher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe he's, maybe he's amongst people that uh, really value like the deeply intellectual discussion podcast zone. Yeah, yeah. And so he's got to say like, oh, I watch, you know, Muscle Science and I watch, you know, I'm just making titles up, by the way. I don't right. really know if there's a show called Muscle Science. And, you know, that sort of stuff. And he doesn't want to throw our name in there, too, because they'll be like, oh, the couple of hooligans. The meatheads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's That's Donna? Fantastic. Donna's good. She was getting, she has a little, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like a reverse cough almost she gets sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you, so you have to, like, you, you push on her chest and on her back, mm -hmm. and it'll stop. Like she can essentially cough it out, but I feel like a terrible parent letting that take place. So yeah, I just yeah, grab yeah. her, and yeah. it's funny, but I actually didn't know that. And when um, when I had the invisible fence installed at my mom's house, they were putting the collars on the dogs, and Donna did that, and the lady just scooped her up, did this little move, and she stopped, and I was like, "Good dog whisperer," and she yeah, goes, "Oh, right. this is how you do it." Showed me how, and I'm like, "You are worth the seven grand right now. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like a collapsing of the trachea is what that is. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. And it can it can weaken over time, like as dogs age and the trachea gets thinner. So yeah, that's a I good had move. that with my last, uh, with, uh, with Zoe, she had that issue too. And the thing that sucks is there's nothing you can do about it other than in time, eventually she'll need a surgery on the trach. Yeah. Like on that collapsing issue. Yeah. Right, this right. dog's too cute for surgery. I mean, come on, look at this messy hair. I know. Can't be a thing. All right, girl, you're out of here. Oops. All right. So um, here we go. Another one. Kind of an off-topic kind of thing here from Finn, which he commented a few times. Thank you, Finn. Always, As always, great show. Left <laughs> with more than a 20. Um, question for all of you. Are you good with wearing no. odd socks? Can't no. do it. Absolutely do it. not. Is that my daughter? I'm God. I'm I'm really pissed off right now because <laughs> I uh, my buddy my buddy came back from LA and he brought me he goes oh I was in one of those rock shops and I saw these and he had a pair of Nirvana socks 
Oh, nice. Right? They're just black socks. They get the yellow happy face on them, right? They say Nirvana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fucking awesome. So he gave me a pair of Nirvana socks, right? And right now, I have one Nirvana sock in my drawer. Oh. And the other one did not come out of the laundry, and I, I don't see it in the laundry. So I'm like, <clears throat> where is that other sock? I know it's got to be in a pant leg somewhere. I'm going to put on a pair of pants, and it's going to come out the bottom or something. You'll be but so happy the, that day, though. Yeah. In the meantime... I'm, I'm having a hard time. I, every time I open the drawer, I see that one Nirvana sock, and it's just a little bit of rage yeah. Yeah. runs through me. Just a little bit of current from my head right into yeah. It's it's uh it's enough to to well, that's a thing. you know yeah. I, you can't even do that with thing. like regular socks though, Scott. So the girls come downstairs on the regular with two different socks on. Like blatantly, like I can, how. and they're in shoes, I and I can see them. I can but it's see not like a fashion thing. It's not like an intentional fashion thing. Oh no, it's thing just they're too red, lazy to put their socks or, together. Okay, yeah. I could see if like the socks are matching brands, and they do one red and one blue, and then they also have a pair of Jordans, and they do one red oh, and one blue. Yeah, no, you better be strategic about it. You can't just claim that it's on purpose after I no, call. No, these you are just it. random. These are just random socks. So I yeah. complain. I complain. No. All the time, I'm like, "Listen, you're you're not homeless. You yeah, have the like, other sock. Ron's you gonna cannot, judge you. Like, I I'm judging you. So I talk all this trash. Well, all of a sudden, I notice one day the oldest is like, "Look at this matching socks." I'm like, "She's hearing me. It's working, right?" Then the youngest. Then I, I get a little groove and I'm getting excited. All right, all right, the socks are matching. Then I go upstairs one day, and there's Nikki putting their socks together. They do their own laundry. I'm like, it was you. And that's, that's it. <laughs> so, but the socks, socks match now, so it's good. I'm glad. Taylor, you hear that? Socks got to match. I'm yelling upstairs now. I can't take <clears throat> you seriously if your no. socks don't match. Absolutely. If you lose one, I mean, I'm sorry, but that Nirvana sock stays in the drawer forever or gets thrown away if you never find the other one. Yeah. yeah, it's just the way it I'm is. You're going to wear it I'm out. Wait. I, well, I have hope because I saw an Instagram post the other day where a couple lost their dog in a storm, and then a year and a half later, they got a call about adopting a dog, and they went, and it was their dog. Oh, wow. So, that could be your sock. I think <laughs> that my Nirvana sock is going to come back to me. Someone's going to call you. Do you want this one? Somebody who's listening to this show <clears throat> has a size 14 Nirvana sock that's just one. And they're like, is yours a right? Because mine's a left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have, we've talked about this before, but we have to address it again because this is Comfy Sweats. She is one of our uh, biggest followers. I don't like saying fans, so I'll say one of our biggest supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Biggest watchers yeah. of the show. Yes. She actually listens. She's a she's a, a client uh, of Victoria's. Audiophile. So she listens on audio, but she comments on YouTube because she knows that it'll support the algorithms. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. She says, question for the next podcast. Um, I'd love to hear you talk about your favorite ways to deload. Planned, unplanned, total week off, just reduce volume, etc. Uh, I usually just wait until something hurts. Um, not the greatest strategy. I know we've talked about this before. So Comfy Sweat probably should have heard that. But that said, we, we she missed that episode. I must did. not have been on, so she didn't care to listen because it was just you guys. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> yeah, there's 
there's our advice now and what we actually did. That's how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is there two different is. things. Two the different truth. things. <laughs> you know, what did I actually do? Um, I took a, a week off before I started my prep. Yeah. Just to like be fresh. <clears throat> and then about four weeks after the show, after you've blown up nice and you put all the Dairy Queen to work, oh, I would take dang. another I would take another week off the gym just to mm-hmm. rest. And pretty much the rest of the year I trained balls out as hard as I could all the time, which was probably dumb. And then occasionally I'd think I should deload and I would only train to the failure rep with nothing past failure for like a couple of weeks. It was weeks. a deload, the failure rep. He trained yeah. to failure, not yeah. beyond it. Yeah. So that was that's like how I, that's how I did it. <laughs> yeah. But oh, since man. then, I've, I've tried a few things since then, like as a retired bodybuilder to like deload, you know, like... um. Like just using prep weights for perfect sets of 10 and just doing like a couple of perfect sets of 10 with prep weights on mm-hmm. an exercise and then moving on. I've done, I've done that several times and it's it really feels good. If you've got like nags or something, they like, you can do that and they'll go away. Like you can get stuff to clear up and still move some weights and get a pump and stuff. You know, I'm not like, it's not saying I perfected it, but I'm a lot more comfortable with that stuff now. Um, to get through, you know, bridge gaps, I guess we'll say. So, you know, the problem with our show is, well, one of the many is that, uh, yeah, really, you think there's one. Um, so she's going to have less clarity by the time we're done answering this question than she came in with. (laughs) We're making it worse. Stop talking. So my advice is, uh, ask Victoria what to do and ignore, um, (laughs) No, because here's the thing, I, I, I always because I was a logbook obsessive person. Um, the idea was to, anytime either obviously I've had a nagging in- injury or issue. I didn't want to use the word injury, but issue. That's usually a sign you should deload. Uh, the other side is if if any of my lifts started dipping or not getting stronger, I would take a deload. Um, because there were certain lifts, and, and I'm a believer in this. I'm sure someone will shoot me down, but there are lifts like a deadlift that I think that I was so obsessive about deadlifting or squatting when I was squatting that even if my body was getting tired, I would beat my numbers hmm. because my brain was just, <clears throat> I mean, I thought about it for a week. I would be thinking about deadlifting, oh, next week's deads, and be yeah, obsessed. I remember that. Find a way to beat your numbers. So other lifts, so like, for example, my pressing would decide deloads. Oh, okay. Because I couldn't just like will it up. I didn't really, I wasn't very strong in those movements. So if I would have two weeks in a row, um, two, I should say two, you know, basically two weeks, which could be up to three pressing days in a row where one or two movements didn't move or even regressed, um, I would do a deload. Um, But the problem was I wasn't good at deloading because... I'd go in for two days and deload, and on the third day, I'd feel good, and then I'd just blast again. So to get out of my own way, I used to just take a complete week out of the gym. It was the only way for me to not find out I felt good one day. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I'm like a child. I can't not go. You know, yeah. say, you're, say you're back on chest, the movement that you needed the most, and the, and the, the, the deload was feeling light, and your jo- shoulders are feeling good. You're like, ah, oh, screw it. Let's go. And your yeah, deload yeah, yeah. was like a day and a half long. It doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really help. 
<laughs> so yeah. that was how I did it. But I did. I always, I tell my clients the same thing. I'm like, if you, if you're not good at training light, don't train at all. Um, and then when Chris took over my nutrition, he would tell me to go in the gym, but my deload would be train hard as hell still, but only do 70% of the volume. Yeah. That was the only way I really knew how to deload. So I could still train as hard as I wanted to, but if I was training, say I was doing 10 movements, I'd do seven. And that, right. that seemed to help also. So instead of, instead of like six working sets for a body part, you do like three or four. Yep. Do four. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That works. Oh, the question we had about travel at the beginning, it was, t- I, I, so it was from, this was we the original question, it. Alex, Alex lifts. I kind of took it and felt creative and I turned it into a bodybuilding thing, but I did want oh, to mention God. him because he said he was a long time listener since the advices radio days. He said that was a better name in my opinion, whole story to that. But uh, he says, uh, just wanted to ask what you guys think was the best city traveled. Doesn't have to be outside of the U.S., your favorite city and why. So I, I'll ask you guys, what's, well, you did say San Diego is like the nicest, best weather. Would you guys agree with that? And also, I want to say shout out to him for listening for literally all these yeah. years. That's freaking yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks, Alex. That's awesome. Um, So not just a gym holiday then, but just the yeah. best city. Yeah. Oh, man. I took it a creative well, step further. You know what I mean? I was you like, lied. Yep, lied. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, Scott, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. That's what I always say. There you go. Um, exactly. Yeah. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good YouTube idea. Exactly. <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of, that's, I, that's, I think, the theme for YouTube in general, right? It became a question yeah. that Scott had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, best. Oh, so here's what's tricky. As a self-proclaimed Americans, American, American, America. I like I just love everything here. But my trip to Australia was probably the, the greatest trip of my life. So if I have to pay it, and I mean I guess I got to break down a city. Um, can I call the Gold Coast a city? Yeah, you could say Gold Coast. Yeah, you could say the Gold I Coast. I loved it there. Yeah, I the Gold Coast Australia is just awesome. And that stayed there for a month easily without blinking. Like we were only there for like a week and a half in that area, and it was yeah. amazing. What's so and nice about it? It's just every. I lived there Everything. for a whole. You know, I lived there for the first year. I lived in Australia. I was right on the Gold Coast. It's just everything about it is you're the there's the beach it's super modern there's great food endless amounts of great food um there's a huge variety of the type of area like surface paradise is like ultra touristy but mm-hmm. then you can just go up the coast like 20 minutes and you're in a different suburb and it's way more like not touristy at all huh. and you know what i mean so there's a huge variety there's tons of great gyms my buddy john owns a bunch of world gyms he's got world gym mm-hmm. ashmore world gym surfers there's all these world gyms up there um tons of places to train lots of bodybuilding when we were talking about the holidays the reason i didn't say australia is because emily already came with me once yeah and i took her to the arnold with me when we went to melbourne and then we went up to the gold coast for a week and we saw the whole thing and i showed her where i used to live and work and all that so we did that one so that that is actually 
my probably number one bodybuilding holiday would be the gold. Coast. I already did it. <laughs> yeah, but I already did it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's a huge recommendation to anybody who wants a, a great bodybuilding holiday. The gold coast is just amazing. Don't be stealing mine just because you answered it all. No, I know. What's yours? But you were just, you just nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just now, now, I, now you have to come up with a different one because you called my San Diego earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I call you? So is that yours? Is San Diego going to be yours? I was like, it's going to be uh, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, as far as just cool trips, like I also uh, kind of want to go back to Budapest one day. Cause that was one of the trips that I did for a mutant on a mission where, um, you know, he took us to see some stuff the next day before we flew out. And I was like, damn, I wish I would have, I wish I had a few more days here. There's like some castles and shit. I want to go see, oh, yeah. like, you know, I, there was like, we went and saw some really cool stuff, but there was another like level of cool stuff that I would have wanted to go see if I was still there. You know, there's like, I, I kind of want to see a bit more of like that, you know, the, the, the medieval stuff. You know, some of that stuff yeah. left over from like that, that time is really interesting to me. So, you know, next time I go, you know, if I ever get time in Europe, I would go see some of that stuff. They have a good AK factory there. I'd like to check out. Good, good AK that. factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're very anti-communist in Budapest. <laughs> oh, I, they had enough already. One more question that we had here. Actually, it was just a comment, um, and it was from Chris. He says, I'm going to FIBO on Sunday. Can't wait. Um, will you both be there the whole day? So it is a question, I guess. I most likely will show up early, right, when they open, when it is hopefully not so crowded. P.S. Don't know much about Cologne, but if you go, to, if you get to Heidelberg that week, I'll be happy to be your tour guide. Chris, a longtime supporter of the show here, too. Thank you, Chris. We'll be They're never there for like two hours before it opens. So keep that, or after it opens, keep that in mind. And then Ron arrives. Yeah, I think we usually get there at 10 in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We normally get to the booth at 10 in the morning. So if you want to see us, and I'm not sure if they're making the athletes go to the booth on Thursday this year. Sometimes we don't go Thursday because it's just kind of a buyer's day. It's mm -hmm. like just kind of sales guys meeting each other and stuff. Okay. There's not a lot of like, you know, not a lot of like, it's like you know, normal crowd there. So um, there's been certain years where they haven't really had the athletes at the booth on Thursday. We just go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm just waiting to see the schedule. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, this is a long expo too. You know, like the yeah, Olympia's it's four days, days, right? Yeah, Olympia's it's four two days, days. and it's 10 hour four. days too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And it's, it's going to be big. Day. It's going to be, this yeah. is like a really big expo too, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the biggest one, the biggest fitness expo in the world. I'll you be should have seen it about see. pre uh, pre uh, two year takeoff. Yeah, it was even more. It was completely absurd before. Yeah, yeah. last said, year it was still thin. So we'll see how yeah. it goes. Yeah, George had said that like the Arnold, you know, was bigger this year than it was last year, and he was like, "It's just going to keep going back now at this yeah. point, like yeah. Yeah. picking back up." So I'll be excited because I, you know, I'll be excited to see what bodybuilding the crowd is like there. You know, would you say Ron and Dusty that the crowd that shows up to FIBO is is similar or different in any ways than like what you get at say Columbus? Yeah. Totally different, way different. because oh, way different. Really? <laughs> so the thing about Cologne, Germany, is it's a hub for not only Europe but the Middle East and Asia. Okay. So yep. you're going to see a whole bunch of people that are there from China to do giant buys, 
Like oh, there's shit. all these, like the sales guys are going like crazy at FIBO, right? The distributors are all there. There's guys coming in. Like I know a guy from Life Fitness. He sold last year. I saw him in the hotel. I'm like, how was the day? And he's like, I sold a thousand treadmills to a dude from China today. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, pretty nice haul. Pretty good drop- day. <laughs> Yeah, come guy come buys come and buy orders a thousand treadmills and you you sign off on the order, you know get a little. I don't know if the guys do commission, but I he seemed like maybe they do. <laughs> he was pretty happy. He was having a steak. Um, so so yeah, like you know, it's 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 like that. It's not just fans lining up to sign stuff. It's like a big commercey type of an expo. Yeah. So you got guys from China, the all the Middle East, um, all the European countries. You'll see, you know, Spain, Turkey, everybody coming in. So it's a really Greece, Italy. You know, wow. er, lots of accents. Everyone sounds different. It's a real like super uh blended crowd it's not like when you're in the uk and everybody sounds british you know (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's it's um it's totally it's crazy it's a wild mix so this will literally be then like nothing i've ever been to in my life you know what i mean no yeah so friday friday will be very german because it's all the german people but then the saturday sunday crowd that's when you get like all those other people you know it's really crazy wow yeah Yeah, cool. It'll be fun. I'm excited. That's that's all the questions we got, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited Solid. too. Feeble's going to be good, you know. Yes, it also, is. Also, Scott, little little pro advice. Yes. The night before your trip, check to see if you can upgrade. Yeah. You can typically, if there's upgrades available right before a flight, you can upgrade for a very reasonable amount. Okay. And trust and believe, laying in a bed for the long haul is worth. 500 bucks okay i'll keep that in mind. you know i yeah. don't go crazy i always just break it down scott by the hour so i'm like how much am i willing to pay per hour yeah. to be in more comfort yeah i do that the same in the states like i don't fly first class always but i always check and see what the number is going to be and it's yeah. like you know i'm not going to pay 200 an hour to be more comfortable because they already put you in good seats but you know for say 50 or 75 <laughs> done yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, is it, I'm I'm a little nervous, honestly. Like I, I wasn't nervous going to going to England. I don't know why. It's but the like, same. It's, it's different. It's different. It's to not. Me. I, it's not nervous in a bad way. I'm like excited, nervous. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah. Not oh, a big man. It's it'll be The first time I did it, I had never. I'd never traveled. Like when I started traveling with iForce, I had never traveled out of the country. Okay. I just like hop in, and then you end up in a, you you know. We were a smaller company, so I was flying like more stops and things, and I'd end up in some airport. I'm trying to read signs I can't really read. Yeah, and you realize you just know what to do. I never ever had a problem in any weird country finding where I needed to go, getting there on time. Yeah, you know, it was a little intimidating. You get off there and you're like, like you said, immediately in your brain, you're like, I don't even speak the language of these people. And then you right. look up and read the sign, you're like, I can't read that sign, and you still just know where to go. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll be. Yeah. it'll yeah. be easy. Yeah, I guess it's like yeah, because I this is the second time that I will have gone to Europe because it was just England was just last just barely. Year. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and so this is the second time. But to me, because it is like you know, this is Germany. It's it's like further into Europe, and they don't you know, it's like you said the signs because you go to England and I can read all the signs there. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is they like, have an yeah. accent to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I'm excited. I'm excited. Are we going to be recording again? We'll be recording again before that, right? Let me see here. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, record next oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah, next Monday. So it's yeah. Well, be- actually, uh, next Monday I'm gone. Oh shit! So what I leave we- early. Well, we'll have to talk about we'll come up with the plan. It's just then. us, buddy. All right. I'll have to I'll have to call our our famous maybe co-host yeah, yeah. Jose and well, uh, get him on. <laughs> I'll I'll figure out the times for when I'm in my hotel room in London because I'm eight hours ahead. So oh, we did that before. Might, remember? Yeah, yeah, like, it, it might work out. So okay. I'll figure mm-hmm. it out. We'll see what we can do. All right. Cool. Nice. Okay. Awesome, guys. Um, thanks to everybody for your questions and all your comments and support of the show. Remember, I am mutant.com. Big Ron 20 or Dusty 20. Get your stuff. Everybody should be on the gear. And uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Ring the ring that bell. Ring the bell. You almost said GD Bell. Um. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just... I had a lot of people message me. They're like, I don't understand why you guys are getting demonetized. I watch an MMA podcast and they like swear constantly and there's yeah. ads every five minutes i don't get it i don't get it you know and then it's because you know, they don't want to see a canadian swear it's against your guys's yeah. yeah 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 Come by on. the way you only said one word this whole time you have you did pretty turned good over yeah. a leaf brother yeah. emily says if i can can keep this up she's going to introduce me to her family <laughs> oh i thought you were going to say one of her friends i was like that's awesome i did too i did too <laughs> It's a great introduction. Yeah, great okay. gift. Totally worth it. I'm almost ready. I'm almost ready. And remember the Patreon for Think Big Bodybuilding Network. Scott has it running, so get on the Patreon. Of course, all the Patreon people get like triple A priority with their questions and stuff. And then sure. the YouTube comments are where we pull most of our questions and comments from. So get on the YouTube, support the algorithm. Yes. Yes. And um, and uh, yeah, we appreciate everything. So thanks. See you again soon. We'll we'll make uh, this work as best we can with all the globe trotting we're about to be up to. But remember, it's just bodybuilding.